Deep Shot Podcast, episode fifty-one. The Gerard Mayo episode. I don't know. Ooh, there was a there was a fifty-one for you a couple years Brandon ago. Spy? Jake Gaines. Jake, Jake Gaines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. There we go. There we go. Jake Gaines episode. David Marshall. Marshall. Oh, Upson Lee. Upson Lee legend. Yeah. Okay. Went to UGA. David Marshall number fifty-one. How about that? Okay. Just all types of UGA legends out here. Oh yeah. First things first. We're gonna talk. We're gonna pick all the NFL games. There's no college games other than. Harvey Namey, we'll pick that, I guess, if y'all want. Um, yes, we got to salute our soldiers and pick the mm-hmm. game. Yeah, and then next week, how about this, guys? So I'm looking at it. Next week, we are, episode 52 will be on Tuesday, and it will be exactly one year from the very first episode of Deep Shot Podcast where me and Caleb did a week 14 NFL review, and this is week 14 of the NFL right now. So how about that? Wow. Hey, I, look, let me be the hey. first to congratulate y'all on one year. Eventually, it'll come from me, but here's a little round of applause. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Been You're getting there, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so shout out to everybody who listens. Um, but we packed shows. So first, we're going to talk about this. Let me just run down. We're going to talk about Chip Kelly and this Oregon rumor. Then we'll talk about picks. And then we've got a nice little would you do this uh, segment that we're going to probably start throwing into the show. A little would you. Would you just, you know, to have some banter? But let's talk about it. it You know what I mean? Yeah. Chip Kelly is now apparently being recruited to come to Oregon. His old stomping grounds where he's had, I want to say, at least went to a national championship. Is yeah, that went to that yeah, one against Auburn? Went one against yeah, they Auburn. went. They played Auburn. Mm-hmm. Went to one against Auburn. That I mean, won had... that game. People forget how close that game was, man. Like yeah. Michael Dyer. Yeah. Michael well, Dyer was... had that crazy play where he like rolled over on top of a guy, got up, and it took. Auburn won that game on like a walk-off field goal. I mean, and that was yeah. that's one of the best teams of all time with Cam Newton. It was a damn good team. Yeah. So the rumor is that the uh, Oregon Ducks have requested to talk to the UCLA head coach after losing their head coach to Miami. I mean, it is first of all, I just want to say this is probably the wildest off-season in college football history uh, up to this point with the amount of head coaches leaving, the amount of premier programs that are getting left behind by their coaches and going to other ones, and this is just another. Step in that direction. What are we thinking? First reaction. He's gonna he's gonna go back if they put the money on the table. That's by the way. He was forty six and seven in four years. Whew, so good. what did he? He went to Philly. He went to he left that job for Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then UCLA or was there no, was there a job between Philly else. and UCLA or maybe was there a couple of years off in there? No, San Francisco. One year in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah he was with the Niners for a year. Two and mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think I'm with Caleb on this. If Oregon is at least able to match what UCLA is giving to them. I mean, why wouldn't you accept it? Oregon has all that Nike money coming in. You know, they've got all this pull and, you know, more to it. You know what I mean? You know, it, Chip Kelly's already, like you just said, he lost seven games in his entire career up there. It's less than, that's like a one and a half losses a year on average. I mean, that is pretty damn good. Yeah, he gets opportunity with Lincoln Riley <laughs> with Lincoln Riley coming to LA you know, that basically cuts the recruiting pool in half. I mean, why Chip Kelly would want to stay in a city with Lincoln Riley and share all of the recruits, yeah, but that's, the that's same, beyond me. I mean, why wouldn't you go up to Oregon and have all of it on your own? And It and is still the Pac-12 there. though. It is still it like, is. you're recruiting against USC basically still. Yeah, but I think that it definitely goes up a notch um, with Lincoln Riley being the guy making the calls for USC. For the UCLA. main thing to me, though, is like that that job, you're talking about qualities of jobs in college football. Oregon is one of the best jobs to have in college football because you have, like Jake said, tons of money for support. You have the best facilities in football, arguably. I'm sure they're behind a couple teams now that have newly renovated, but 
I mean, Oregon has been the standard of what how a program is ran behind off the field for years now. And just the fact that he had so much success. Now, I will say, I don't know if he's going to have that same success this time because what he was doing at Oregon back in the day, running the no-huddle, spread, up-tempo offense, that was kind of new. Same for everybody now that they're that's what yeah. they're doing. So, you know, he's he, maybe he can throw a little bit more flavor. I mean, he, it's obviously that he can still win. I mean, he beat LSU this year. Um, say what you want to about that. He beat him worse than Alabama did, so you, know, you can do with that what you want to. Uh, I think he should go back though. I mean, UCLA is the is the little school in LA, anyways, and Oregon just offers a lot more than what UCLA can. But then UCLA becomes open, I guess, goes right back to shit. His four years at Oregon, I, I it's crazy. I definitely thought he coached more than four years at Oregon, but I mean, his four years, ten and three, first and went ten and three, won the Pac-10 at the time. Lost the Rose Bowl. Next year went 12 and one. Lost the national championship. Next year went 12 and two. Won the Rose Bowl. Next year went 12 and one. Won the Fiesta Bowl. Only lost three conference games in his four years there. Won the Pac-12 or Pac-10 every single time. Dude, I, if you would have put a gun to my head and asked me how long he was in the Pac-12, I would have said at least six, seven years. Yeah, four years. And now Dude. I guess he's been in there for eight years. Now he's been at UCLA for four years. And his four years at UCLA, he's three and nine, four and eight. Three and four, eight and four. Yeah, it might be time for, uh, might be time for a change, Chip. Man. Well, he probably can't get the guys in in UCLA. I mean, like, just recruiting on the West Coast has been like, come to Alabama. You know, that's pretty much what it's been for the last couple of years. Come to Bama, come to Clemson, come to Oklahoma, come to Texas. I mean, none of those guys out there are staying home anymore. Hopefully, you know, maybe he can turn that around. I don't know. To be honest with you, I mean, I was in the position as a football fan to know how he was getting his guys back in the day then. I'd like to know how, what his strategy was and what he's going to do about it this go-round because everything's changed. I mean, you're going to have to deal with the transfer portals, probably just throwing him for a damn loop compared to what he was dealing with at Oregon. A lot different, to say the least. But we'll see what happens. Different. What would UCLA do? Who knows? I guess they're just, they'll just go back hire to the us. Me and, me and Jake are still saying hire us. Why can't we do it? Why not? I, look, dude, I will literally quit my recruiting job right now if you give me the head coaching job at UCLA. All right? I'm cool with it. Cool with that. Oh, I tell you, I'll throw out a name. Let's make this thing interesting. I'll throw out a name. Joe Brady got fired the other day from the Panthers. Oh, no, I saw him linked to some job. What was it? It's probably the damn OC job at LSU. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes back there, but if he's going to take a head job, just saying. LA. Joe Brady's definitely an LA guy. Which, why was he fired from Carolina? I don't know. I really don't know. Cam Newton actually came out today and said that he like takes the blame for him being fired a little bit, but you were only there for like two games, <laughs> right? Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know why Joe Brady's don't throw the interceptions. I mean, I guess he got McCaffrey hurt back to back years. That probably didn't help. I don't know. McCaffrey that... was healthy before Joe Brady came around. Like he had never been hurt That's until true. like last year. So this uh, this twenty four seven sports. He said, I mean, like take it take it what you want. It says Miami and Joe Brady have, uh, reportedly have a mutual interest in the Hurricanes OC vacancy. Mm. Miami. So bringing mm. him, him and uh, Cristobal, I mean, maybe you can turn that ship around. Things are getting nuts. Have to think. They'd have to. They'd have to build a winner down there. You got Cristobal and Brady. You have, have to. to yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Love it. Almost as exciting as bowl season. That will have a huge thing next yeah, week. Yeah. Honestly, but all this coaching business though is just crazy. Like, I was reading an article on ESPN today, and they were talking about how like some pro coaches are going to start jumping back to college football because they're getting paid a lot of money. Like, mm-hmm. there's a rumor that came out yesterday that. LSU tried to go out of, after Jimbo Fisher before Brian Kelly. Yeah, and that's $12 eight, billion. eight years, $125 million a year. Yeah. Or $100, $125 million for the whole deal. 
I don't know how much that is a year, but it's a lot of money. It's more than what he's making at A&M. And A&M's paying him 10 years, 100 mil. These guys are getting paid like NFL free agents at this point. It's, uh, no, seriously. I don't, know, I don't know if I've said it before but on here, but it was like, it's crazy to think about a year ago when everybody was talking about the NIL and what it was going to do and how it was going to ruin college football and the and the athletes. So it's a good thing the coaches stay loyal. Yeah. Good thing the coaches don't chase the money. Mm. I saw something yesterday that said that there was some business in Austin, Texas, signed an agreement with the offensive line at Texas, and mm-hmm. it's for pancakes. Yep, fifty thousand dollars a year, just just salary, just bang. You sign here, you'll get this. And no, that's that's only one nil deal. I mean, they have a couple on top of that. But real quick before we move on, I just want to say one thing. What do y'all think about Matt Rule? Because I don't think a lot of people his his job security is not at the highest right now. I think he's one of the guys that you better look at. Yeah, I think he's Brady. I mean, him he he might be soon. You know, soon after. Yeah, you're talking about guys that are going to jump from pro to college. He is like number one on my list right now. Yeah. Absolutely. USC tried to go after Cliff Kingsbury, and they they had the nuts to do so, and end up getting Lincoln Riley out of the damn deal. But I just the fact that they felt confident enough that they could get him makes me think if well if Matt Rule is not going to be successful in the pros, she'll just go back to college and build a winner again, like he did at Temple and at Baylor. I mean, look look at Oregon. I mean, what if Oregon? What if the whole Chip Kelly thing doesn't work out? I mean, boom, go to the Matt Rule. I mean, look, what's a what's a better job? Truly, like m- money aside, well, I say money aside. Honestly, you can keep the money in there because I'm sure that Oregon can pay just as much as Carolina. What's a better job, Carolina Panthers or Oregon Ducks? I mean, that is a conversation to be had. I would definitely say the Oregon Ducks. I would too. I would absolutely say the same thing. I mean, you're talking about a. In the NFL, just in general, like there's parity. You have to work and grind, and the best teams lose every week. And you know that doesn't happen as much in college football anymore. I mean, this has been a crazy year, but even still, like Oregon, you you can bank on being one of the two teams in the north of the Pac-12 that's going to get in a conference championship. Carolina, you're fighting your ass off in the division with Tom Brady right now. Like, it's gonna be interesting. Let's get into the NFL. Let's start, start making some picks. I'm excited. We're gonna go through the whole slate and have some fun here. We're gonna make some. Probably you're going undefeated, honestly. I so let's, yeah. let's start. We've all and by the time everybody's listening to this, the Vikings will have won and the over will have hit, and everybody in the comment section can suck our nuts. So there we go. What a game uh, by Kirk Cousins tonight. I mean, good lord. Yeah, Kirk yeah, good. Oh my goodness. Three hundred yards, then, three touchdowns. Yeah. And everybody hates on Kirk Cousins in primetime. You see what he did tonight? I mean, right. TJ Watt didn't even reach him. Didn't even touch. Now, Dalvin Dalvin Cook, over 150 yards, three touchdowns. Dalvin is playing. Got confirmed. Uh, right oh, yeah. Ship. Over. Yeah. Over. I'm very confident in this big time. I am, too. I am, too. Let's run with it tonight. All right. Let's talk about Sunday, though. Ravens-Browns, first one on the slate. How about this one? This one gives me a little a shock. Browns are minus two and a half. Over-under set at 43. Browns' last game was against the Ravens, and they had a bye, and now they're playing the Ravens again. Ravens are coming off that. Probably should have won against the Steelers. But, Jake, I don't know if you listened to the last episode, but I've made my announcement that I'm off the Ravens. You're off I'm, the Ravens. I'm off the Ravens, and I've went back and looked. Really, realistically, only have an 8-4 record because of Justin Tucker. You really look I at mean, sports yeah. and everything going out. So I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to do it. I think, uh, look, the Browns coming off a bye week against, and two weeks ago, they should have probably won that game against the Ravens. Now they're going to get them at the dog pound. Lamar just realistically 
has not looked that great. Neither has Baker, but this is a huge get-back game for Baker. Chubb and Hunt had a really bad game against the Ravens last time. I like the Browns here. I don't know if that makes me an idiot right now or not, but the Browns are also still, I mean, this division is wide open to win. Let me ask you this, Jake. Uh, who's the best team in the in AFC North? Uh, I'd probably still go with the Ravens, I guess. I don't know, man. They've gone through so many injuries. I'd probably stick with the Ravens for now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. Interesting. It's just a, a topic. What about you, Kale? Who's the best team in the AFC North? Um, I think it's the Bengals because of that young offensive core that they got, and they've played pretty good defense this year. It's just the Ravens. The Ravens are just underwhelming. Like, at the start of the year, I would have said it's them, not Cle- – well, I don't know. At the start of the year, I would probably say Cleveland because of that roster, but that mm-hmm. shit has hit the fan completely. Um, but Baltimore, they just turn the ball over too much for yeah. me, man. Lamar yeah. just cannot hold on the they ball. Do. They do, but they find ways to win. Like, yeah, they're 8-4. Yeah, they do. They do, but that's not, they not going to happen. Three. Go playoffs. back. They had that one get that their last game, game four, whatever, um, where they decided to go for two um, instead of you know taking the extra points in at OT. I mean, they get that boom. They're nine and three. There is something to be said about your ability to just win games, and especially considering the countless, countless, countless injuries that the, that they have gone through this year. I mean, they figure figure games out, but still, man, like they lose the Raiders week one, barely beat the Chiefs, beat the Lions on the craziest field goal in in history, literally in history. Like, I mean, just, that game and, against the Browns, Lamar threw four picks. I mean, when you look at their game, they've had a few blots here and there, but they've also had games where they win by three, four, five points, and it's mm-hmm. literally because Justin Tucker. And I think when it comes to the playoffs, they're not going to be able to win those games. Um, with Lamar, if Lamar throws three, two, three picks and they play sloppy, just don't. So with my pick, I'm going Browns minus two and a half, and I'm going to go with the under of 43. Um, don't don't have a lot of faith in both these offenses. It could be sloppy just like the other day. Um, so I'm going to go Browns minus two and a half and the under of 43. I'm going to stick with the Ravens plus two and a half. The Ravens are yet to burn me. They're yet to burn me this year. Um, so I'm going to stick Dolphins with the game. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that one. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, overall, I'm definitely, like, sitting positive with the Ravens, like, on the season. You know what I mean? So, um, considering all that, I do – I I just – I think that I think they're better than – I think they're better than the Browns. I think the Browns uh, – I still think Baker's hurt. I don't know. I don't really love – I don't really love this game. But if you're, if you're going to make me pick it, I'll pick it, and I'm going to take the Ravens and uh, give me the over. To me, the Browns have lost to way better teams – than Baltimore has like they've their losses this year I mean they had a bad one to Pittsburgh that was ugly um but they lost to the Chargers in a freaking shootout they lost to the Cardinals who's probably I don't know if there's a better team in football this year about what I've seen on the field they barely lost to the Chiefs um and New England handed it to them that'd be the other team that maybe up there in the conversation for who's the best and also that we case Keenan played so we have to consider that Mayfield Baker Mayfield when he when they play when he plays they compete in these games like the non only non-competitive game that he's played in this year was Arizona and they're damn good I Baltimore's been playing shaky here lately their last couple games if I told you to score you would think they'd be playing the New England's the Tampas of the league, they've been playing the Chicago's of the league, the the Lions of the league. Exactly. Like they and they've barely been winning or losing. All right. So their last little slate right here has been a loss to Pittsburgh when they screwed up the last play. Yep. They barely beat the Browns after turning the ball over four times, five times that game. 
Barely beat the Bears. You, I mean, you beat the Bears in a whim of a game. Now, Lamar didn't play in that game, so we'll give them that. Lose to the Dolphins embarrassingly and barely beat the Vikings. Okay, and then before that, they got blown out by the Bengals. So, just, I, they're shaky play here recently. Cleveland still, I think, has the better roster between the two teams. It's just about how much you can contain Lamar. I'm going to go with Cleveland right here. I think Vegas is trying to talk to me a little bit. Give me those points. And I just trust the, the Browns' mode of football more, especially when they got both of their running backs healthy and ready to go. That that seems way more appealing than re- relying on the Jackson action show. All right. Jags, Titans. Titans are at minus 8.5. Uh, over under 43 and a half, you know, was looking at stats and everything. And I didn't notice, but Trevor Lawrence is like not having a good year. Like, Yes, yes, yes. But g- give me a second to defend my second quarterback. Uh, okay. Here we go. I mean, dude, I mean, seriously, like. like Nine touchdowns, just, 10 interceptions. If you just, but I'm saying, bro, watch a Jaguars game. The the play designs are terrible. I can send y'all a tweet. I was on Jaguars Twitter today and there was one play design they had drawn up where it's literally there's three receivers running like the same fucking route. They're all separated by about 10 and a half yards. Like it's the NFL that, that gets covered every single time. And they, I swear they roll Trevor out more than any quarterback in the NFL. They roll him out 70% of the time. It feels like they, that's cutting, that's cutting the field in half every single time. That's high school shit. You know, like I don't, I don't understand it. And I don't think Trevor's the problem. I don't think Trevor's the problem. Yeah, Trevor, you know, he's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns. Peyton Manning also did that same thing. I think there's rookie growing pains in there. And as well, he has a first-year coach who really doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> At I, all. I really have wanted to def- I've wanted to defend Urban a lot this season because I wanted it to work. You know, honestly, I thought it was going to be cool, you know, Trevor and Urban. I thought that might be a good, uh, you know, might be a cool story if it worked out completely hasn't it's been it's been terrible i think i think shod should go ahead and fire urban get get yeah. started on the next regime they mm-hmm. basically benched james robinson the last two weeks makes mm-hmm. no have you sense. seen they, where the teams came out and said that he needs to be playing more i saw yeah. something where mm-hmm. yeah. trevor lawrence trevor, said trevor he needs to be playing at his, more at his press conference yesterday and said that it, it makes no sense that he's I mean, look, Urban wants to play his guy, Carlos Hyde. He wants to play Carlos Hyde all the time. The When the Titans and the Jags played the first time, I was actually at that game. And it came down to a pretty close. It was a two-score game. Jags were going in to score with, like, five minutes left. And it was fourth and goal. We're going for it. And Urban pulls James Robinson out of the game and puts uh, Carlos Hyde back in there. He gets stuffed. Titans get the ball back. Game's over, and everybody in the stands like, "Why'd you, why'd you take James Robinson out? He's been cu- cooking them all game." Urban's just very hard headed. Wants to play his guys. I think the issue is not Trevor. It's not Trevor. James Robinson. I think the issue is, I think the issue is Urban. I think the issues are the coordinators, receivers, coaches. I think it is a terrible staff yeah. that has been put I'm together in Jacksonville. And I do not think it's I do not think it's Trevor's fault. I can could he have made better plays? Sure. He's a but rookie, he's also though. a rookie. But let me say this. Everybody, everybody wants to praise Mac Jones, and rightfully so. He's playing very well. Do you think that Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence could yeah. go in to Buffalo and throw the ball three times and get a win? Well, he's not yeah. playing for New England. That's no, exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah that's, if he was. That's yeah. my point. That's my point. I'm saying, like, everybody wants to praise Mac, but if you're going to praise Mac and slander Trevor, 
you have to at least consider the fact that Mac Jones plays for one of the better rosters in the NFL, and Trevor very well may play on the worst. Yeah, fair enough. With all that said, I'm taking the Jags plus eight and a half here. I, I like mm. it. I like it. Uh, with the James Robinson, it's questionable as of now, but I think he's going to be good to go, especially with all the. It wasn't just Trevor. I saw where somebody else on the team had a quote too about him playing. The Jags are coming off a really embarrassing loss, and this is a division game. Team to see twice a year. Um, I I really think the Titans are kind of sliding a little bit too. Um, I don't think the Jags win this game, obviously, but I think eight and a half. I think they can keep it close. I mean, this is a a game that. Like I said, Trevor Lawrence, James Robinson, they just need to have a day. They need So I'm going to go with it. I'm also going to go with the over, 43 and a half. I think that's a little low. Obviously, it's the same as the last one, but two different teams here. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Jags plus eight and a half. I, I'm not that big of a believer in the Titans. Expect, just really haven't been kind of going against them all year. I'm going to keep going. So give me the Jags plus eight and a half over 43 and a half. Dude, I love the pick. I was thinking this yesterday when I was when I saw that video of Trevor, you know, like basically calling out the coaching staff. I loved it. <clears throat> so I was like, so yeah, I mean, for all those reasons you said and for that whole tangent I just went on, give me the Jags. I love it. I think this is a good game for them. I think they absolutely cover eight and a half. I think I think they lose by a field goal, maybe a touchdown. Keep it close. Would I be shocked if a Jags win? Maybe not. Maybe sprinkle sprinkle a little bit on the money line. It may happen. I mean, if you look at this Titans team now versus week one, it's so different, especially even the skill positions, you know, AJ, Julio, Derrick Henry. I mean, it's a completely different squad. So for those reasons, give me the Jags. Um, at least the Jags have been playing together. You know, this Titans team hasn't. Tannehill doesn't have that great of a season either right now. No, well, he, he ain't got many, many help, much help uh, up there. I th- you know, Julio's still out, so that don't really help them much. Here, I, that's a lot of points for the NFL, okay? And this is the worst a, team in there's football. There's some big spreads this week. We're going to be talking about some big spreads. <sighs> I got to go Tennessee. I can't bet on Oh, fucking, I was about to say, we uh, all uh, about to go I can't bet on fucking Urban Meyer. I can't do that shit. Give me Tennessee. Uh, this, they're averaging fifth, two touchdowns a game on offense. Give me the under, too. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I will say the under. I didn't take my over-under. I'll take that under. I do like that. Chiefs Raiders um, in Arrowhead spread is at nine and a half, I believe. Uh, yeah, Chiefs minus nine and a half over under at 48. Last time these two teams played, it was primetime Sunday night in Las Vegas. Kansas City absolutely waxed them. Kansas City's been on a roll on five straight, I think maybe six straight, actually. Absolutely. And winning with defense. We've talked about it. I'm going to keep rolling with the Chiefs here at home. Minus nine and a half. I'm taking them. I truly think the defense. Um, is going to keep it going. I mean, they hurt Melvin Ingram's been a huge addition to that team. They're they're very healthy at this point either. Only three guys on uh, the injury report from what I'm looking at. Um, Darren Waller is still questionable for the Raiders, and that is a huge piece of their offense. Um, it seemed like when they played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day, like when he went out, they kind of stalled out a little bit and let the Cowboys get back in the game. I think the Chiefs are just on a tear right now to dominate. I the Chiefs. May not lose again this year. I'll go out on record and say that. They oh may not Lord. lose again. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I mean, they they want that home field just as bad as New England because it gets rocking out there in Arrowhead. Give it to me all day long. Chiefs minus nine and a half under 48 because I don't – I think the defense shows up again. Yeah, that's a, that's one of the biggest stories about this Kansas City team this year has been the transformation from their defense being bad to their defense being pretty damn good right now. They're playing really good football. 
And for that reason, we already know everything about their offense. I'm not going to bore y'all. I'm not going to go talking about all the weapons that they have that we've seen the last couple of years. For that, I'm going to go with Kansas City. 48. I, shoot, dude, I'm going to go with the over because I think Kansas City is going to score about 35-42 on their own. And then I think I think Oakland might get to 14, and that's going to push that over. I would, to all of those out there talking about Kansas City, Garrison included, I would say pump the brakes a little bit because they beat Denver, who, if y'all want to talk about something funny, I find this hilarious. Vic Fangio's team last week had a drive that lasted like 11 minutes. Yeah, I was watching. They didn't score. They did not score. Like 20 plays. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he was very happy Javante Williams was just ground and pounding. Yeah, he was. But these last couple games, okay, I'm, I'm big on the schedule. That's what I'm going to go by. I'm, I'm all about who are you lately. They beat Denver. They beat Dallas. The Raiders, really bad. Like, really bad. Beat Green Bay without a quarterback. Beat the Giants. I can't go against what they did against the Raiders last time. I think they're a better team than what they were when they played the Raiders last time. So I'm going to go with Kansas City, and I'm going to take the over as well because I think Vegas is going to find a way to score 20 points. But it's about time for that Kansas City offense to really get moving. I think weather is going to be not much of a factor in Kansas City this weekend, as far as I'm aware of. 50 degrees and sunny. Right. So even with that being the case, that just makes it even better. The Airhead's a tough place to play. I know they're going to win the game. I'm not worried about that. But as far as a cover, I think we're going to be fine, and the over is going to be fine also. All right, Saints uh, at Jets, minus five and a half. Saints minus five and a half, over under at 43. I think everything, uh, 43s here. The Saints, last time we saw them, last Thursday, looked rough, to say the least. Taysom Hill you know, ran for over 100 yards, also threw four interceptions. Um, Mark Ingram and Ty Montgomery are out, but I think Alvin Kamara will be in. Kamara is back, yes. He is in. Um, Mm -hmm. The Jets are doing okay. Hey, I guess for Jets standards, <laughs> uh, the last hey, three weeks, are they the hottest team in the league? No, they got beat by Philadelphia. Before that, though, they beat Houston. That was a real huge who's who game. Yeah, it's back. Really was off a big league in New York. This one's mm. tough. This mm. one is tough. I just feel like no. I'm gonna go to Saints. I, mm, someone else go. Let's get. I need to hear something. I'll, I'll start. Here's my thing, dude. I don't feel comfortable betting on either one of these teams. But <laughs> honestly, at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of us are gonna be blinded by the fact that it says the Saints. And we've seen the Saints in such a light of the last couple of years being a playoff team, being the top of the NFC South. The no. Saints do not Jake's, do not Jake's be picking distracted. the Jets. I am. Do not be distracted by the Saints. The Saints are one of the worst teams in the NFL right now, especially with Taysom Hill under center. So I think that the Saints and the in the Jets is actually a pretty damn even matchup. I really mm-hmm. think it is. Call me crazy. I really think it is. And if you're going to give me five and a half points, I'm going to take the team without it. If you would, if I could take the Saints plus five and a half, absolutely I would. But you're going to make me do it with the Jets, and I'm going to take the Jets plus five and a half because I really think both these teams are dog shit. I think the Saints are dog shit. I think the Saints are worse than the Falcons. I think they're worse than the Panthers. I think they're worse than the NFC South. If maybe look, if they had Michael Thomas back, maybe okay, and maybe Kamara makes a difference. But I think you know. 
He's been gone a couple weeks. I don't think Kamara really wants to be out there anymore at this point in the season. Season's kind of a wash. Give me the Jets. Maybe they can make something magical happen. And the over-under 43, give me the under. I think it's going to be some ugly football. I can't pick the Jets. I'm sorry. Can't do it. No <laughs> deal. I'm going to pick the Saints. The Saints, what they did on defense last week, the Dallas was a little bit encouraging. And if Taysom Hill didn't have a complete meltdown in the fourth quarter, that game would have looked a little bit different than what it was. They threw for 260 yards last week. Okay, now you're going to have a backfield with him and Kamara back there. I look for them to score a couple, couple bones on this Jets defense. That has been horrendous this year. Mm. I mean, they have been horrible. They give <laughs> up an average on 30 points a game. The last couple weeks, it's been a... They've given up two forty-five burgers in the last five weeks. Yeah, I'm on the the Saints. I'm I'm looking at everything. I think the Jets have been playing a little better offensively here, but the Saints still mm. have pretty good defense, probably top ten in the league at least. Uh, they're gonna give they're gonna give Zach Wilson some troubles. Uh, I'll call it at least two interceptions. Uh, give me that under. I think that. The defense is a big thing. Elijah Moore is questionable, and he's been literally their whole offense. Um, yeah. I, I like I like the Saints here. Minus five. I think they're just more gritty. They'll get it done. I, I, Zach Wilson is, back? Yeah, he came back. Said, yeah, he played last week. Oh, wouldn't they? <laughs> Not watching <laughs> yeah, the hottest team of football, obviously. Uh, I'm just, it needs might be Michael Carter to be the one to come back. <laughs> All right, Cowboys at the football team. Big matchup. Huge matchup. Huge matchup. Probably the biggest of the one o'clock slates. Um, Cowboys are minus four and a half. Over under is set at 48. So, and to spice this thing up just a hair, Carthy guaranteed a fucking dub this week. He did. He came out and said it. Did he? In the press conference? Guaranteed a dub. Did he guarantee a cover? Yeah. I don't know about the cover. What's the line? What's the line? Four and a half. I think, uh, I hope if he guarantees it, then you would cover too. You would have. Yeah. Well, Do we I'll, go with the fat man here? That's the question. And, uh, I, <laughs> I'll go with them. I'll ride with them. I think I, I like the Cowboys here. The football team, they've been playing good. They've obviously won four in a row, but they also, you know, it's not like they've been blowing teams out. I mean, they've won a lot of close games. They really got jump started with their win over Tampa, which it seems like they're just a good matchup for Tampa. I mean, you go back last year in the playoffs when they almost pulled it out against them. I think last year in the regular season, they played it once. I, I like the Cowboys here. This is, you know, for them to now this also, I will put it out there. Um, the Cowboys are two and three in the last five, and they're all. This is also a situation where they really start blowing everything that they've worked for. But I think they're going to be healthy enough with C.D. Lamb back, Cooper, Gallup, the whole team out there. Pollard's a little banged up, but I mean Zeke's going to get some more touches. Also for the football team, I mean J.D. McKidd's out already. Curtis Samuel's probably out. Ricky Seals Jones. They're looking a little banged up. I think the football team. Yeah, they, Logan Thomas um, is out too for like this season, right? Didn't that come out the other day? Uh, out for the season? I'm I not think. sure about the season. I know Actually, he's I at least he was out bad. this week. No, because yeah. he would, he played last week. I picked him up and played him in one of my fantasy leagues last week. I don't know about the season. Yeah, and rest maybe, of the season. Yeah, miss, really. Rest, rest of the season. That's brutal. So I think I think at the end of the day, Cowboys are going to be a little too tough for him. It is in Washington, um, but I I like the Cowboys. They're four and two on the road this season. Give it to me. Um, they're also nine and three against the spread to me. Cowboys minus four and a half and the over of 48. I don't love the over. I don't, but I don't love the under um, for a Cowboys team. That I think it's going to put up a lot of points. So I'm going to go with the over. Okay, guys, stop me if you've heard this before. Okay. A big game 
Yeah, two big teams in the NFC East. A lot mm. of confidence going for the Cowboys. A mm-hmm. big win mm-hmm. on the precipice right here against a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's been talking about the Cowboys all year. This could be the year. This could be the year of the Cowboys. And then they slip up and lose. Mm. That's happening again this week. Okay. Nah. I love the football team. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. Taylor Heineke is that dude. Terry McLaren, that dude. I love them. I think they just play that brand of football that is just going to be able to get it done. Okay. And I love everything about him. You're, especially if you're going to give me four and a half points, you're going to give me a field goal plus. I take that every time. Would you say the over under is at 48 and a half? Yep. 48. Jake, we shouldn't be asking you what you're going to take on the over under, man. I've been mixing it up here the last couple of weeks. Okay. I've been, I've been trying to mix it up because <laughs> that like the two weeks. Yeah. The last couple, like those like two weeks in there where I just took the overs. Like it did not go very well. It, it did not <laughs> go very well, it probably increased my losses by like four or five. Okay, so I'm I'm going back to mixing it up. Football team in the under. Give me the fat man. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Dallas here. Uh, football teams in the graphic. You know that's great. They're in the playoffs right now. No, they're not even in the graphic. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. They're in the offs. They're the win. They're winning the um, or who the fo- the football team. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're in the playoffs right now. Well, I think I'm gonna push them back to being in the graphic after this week. I just don't think they're that great of a team offensively, especially. And you're talking about they're losing all these cats that are really important to their success, too. And on top of that, Dallas is getting healthy, healthier and healthier as the weeks go by. And I mean, I just, you know, if they're guaranteeing to win, they better win. I'm going to ride on that. So let's go with Dallas. If they lose this game, season might be done. Just like Jake said, they might start a slide right here after guaranteeing a dub. The man, he's maybe he's probably slamming the watermelons this week. I mean, look, dude, I love the confidence. I hope it's a watermelon game. I love the confidence on the fat man, but Matt Hasselbeck once said, "We want the ball, and we're going to score." Okay, he did. Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> and proceeded to throw a pick six. Yeah, Falcons at Panthers. Mm. Panthers are minus two and a half over under at forty two. Are we Road all on the dog. same page? Road Easiest dog pick of the day. Run. Faster road dog run faster. The Falcons four and two on the road. All right, they don't win at home. Nope. They win on the road and in in London. They're gonna do it again. Falcons money line. This is it. Look, I see this Falcons team at least being eight and nine, nine and eight. I think that's the type of team we have. The Panthers are falling apart. I mean, they're literally falling apart. I mean, the last time we played them. It was a defensive showdown. We missed some kicks here and there. That won't happen again. Um, they just got embarrassed by the Dolphins. Um, they they have no clue who their quarterback is or what they're trying to do. They don't have an offensive coordinator. They're, we just talked about it earlier. I think their head coach could be out the door soon. I like the Falcons. We're a little hungrier. We're a little hungrier, I think. I think we're a little hungrier for a team. Matt Ryan's going to have himself a huge game. I, I just love the Falcons here. I really do. I think Cordero's going to get them. I think the offense is going to get moving here. I, I just love him. I, I don't see a reason not to, as a Falcons fan, bet on the, I think this is the game that they win when they're not favored. I just I, I love it. I love the road dog mentality we have. I just love it. I don't. There's nothing else I can say other than I love it. I love it. And our defense... Say what you want. We played Tom Brady last week. It wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. It Uh, wasn't. We stayed in it. We stayed in it. We stayed in it. The offense is going to 
I, we're going to move the ball. We're going to. I know it's going to happen. Kyle Pitts going to have a big game. He's bigger than everybody they've got because I think the corners are going to be locking up the receivers. This is a big uh, Kyle Pitts game. Give it to me. Falcons plus two and a half. We're going to win the game and the under. So, yeah, one thing I didn't know until today, the Falcons have been doing their campaigning for the Pro Bowl and stuff like that. Kyle Pitts is leading the NFC in receiving yards for tight ends. And as a rookie, I mean, look, hmm. I'll take that every day. Hmm. Give it to me. He's 709 already, yards. He's, he's already the best tight end in the NFC. I love it. And, yes, Garrison, just to, you know, just I'm just going to piggyback on all the stuff you said. I'm not going to, you know, not going to waste my breath on that because I agree wholeheartedly. I think at the end of the day, the Falcons are a better team than the Panthers. The Panthers are beat up. They are, you know, exhausted. They're just not it. They're not uh, motivated going forward. They, their OC just got fired. I don't know how serious the talks are. I mean, the Deep Shot podcast was talking about maybe Matt Rule going to yeah, Oregon. Exactly. So I mean, maybe and they're we, starting and, to and hear that. And we called Manny Diaz being fired. So. True. That's true. So, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe the noise is getting in their head a little bit. But, uh, so, yeah, I like the Falcons. I love the Falcons plus points. The Falcons money line, I think, is worth a look this week. Um, big game for big game for old Matty Ice. Big game for Kyle. Then defense gets back this week. Yeah, give me the Falcons. Stay give in me the hunt. Just got to stay in the hunt. Stay in the hunt. That's the thing about the Falcons. That's what we've been doing this year. We lose a couple games, then we win a couple games, we get to 500, and then it's the game to get over 500. We lose, maybe lose two, and then we win two. We just keep on doing that. We go up to 500, then down, then up to 500, then down. And this is where we go right back up to 500. So I like it a lot. I really do. Uh, I'm rolling with Falcons, too. I think they're a better yeah. team. They could definitely have the better quarterback. You know mm-hmm. that manage, right, when we mm-hmm. usually go all, all the same way. You know, mm. But um, on Thursday way, night football, when the Vikings beat the shit out of the Steelers, dude, we man, this podcast could be a flop if they get beat tonight, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah might as well just pack it up. <laughs> yeah, give me the, give me the Falcons though. Uh, Forty two is really low over and over under, but I just don't know <laughs> if Carolina is going to score twenty points. I don't. Give me the under. All right, Falcons in the other. Yeah, right. this is gonna be a worst worst game I ever watched, but give me the under. Seahawks hey, at Texas. Falcons, Falcons games every week are so painful, bro, but I love them. I just there's nothing better to do on Sundays. Sit couch, watch watch the Falcons maybe fall asleep for a little bit, wake back up, hmm, be either good old Sunday night. Dude, I'm telling you, I woke year. up. True. Look at that. Improvement. Yeah. I woke up this this past week right in time for Marlon Davidson's interception. Right in time for it. I woke up. Oh, what's the score? Oh, pick six. Let's go. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Very exciting. Actually, I'm, I'm going to change it from the under to the over. I like the over. It's really it's very low. It's very low. That is really low. All right. It's going to be Seahawks. nine to six. It's going to be bad. Seahawks at Texans. Seahawks are minus eight and a half over under at 41. Jamal Adams out for the season. DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. Alex Collins, Quandre Diggs, all questionable in this game for the Seahawks. That being said, the Texans are absolute trash. And the Seahawks coming off a big win against San Francisco. Russell Wilson's finger is he- is healed up a little bit. Him and Tyler Lockett had a big week. I like the Texans or the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks big here. I think they win this game at least by 14 points. Give it to me. The Texans are terrible. They they were, last week they were using Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills. Um, that's just not a recipe for success in the NFL. They're just a terrible team. Seahawks are, you know, probably out of it, but you know, still 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 will play like they're hungry. Especially Pete Carroll trying to act like it wasn't all his fault. 
um, this year. So give it to me. Still, I mean, Texans are only scoring 13 points a game. Give me the Seahawks and the under. I like that as well. Um, I was trying to find a reason to take the Texans because I'm not very big on the Seahawks. But at the end of the day, the only real, real reason I could find myself to bet on the Texans was that it's in Houston. But I mean, like I'm not, I'm not taking that. You know, Russ, you give him Russ a couple more weeks off of that, uh, off the you know initial finger injury. I bet he's getting pretty close uh, to getting back. I think it's gonna be a big game for DK, big game for Tyler. You know, just getting things get back and get back going. Chris Carson, he's still out. Do we know? Yeah, he's. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's done for the year at yeah, this point. Really? Yeah. Alex Collins is a. Yeah, I did, I did, they're talking about Chris Carson. Carson's gonna have like neck surgery. He hasn't been back yet. Damn, I didn't know he's gonna be out for the year. Okay, yeah, I mean my pick's not gonna change based on that though. Uh, give me, give me the Seahawks minus eight and a half. I'm gonna take the under forty one. I don't think the Texans get in the end zone more than once. Seattle and the under. That's all I'm gonna say. Texans suck. I love it. We're all on that one. Getting dangerous. Broncos or Lions <laughs> at the Broncos. Stink fest of the week. Over under at forty two. Broncos are ten point favorites. Well, you know Give that me the means. Lions. Give me the Lions. Are you kidding me? Lions are eight and four against the spread this year. Eight and four. Gritty team. Gritty, gritty team coming off their first win. The Broncos are not ten points better than anybody. All right. Now you you know, sure, their two their last two wins were over ten points against the Cowboys and the Chargers. But not going to do this against this Lions team. The Lions team hasn't lost mm-hmm. by more than 10. Or, uh, they've only lost by more than 10, I think. Two, like twice this year. Twice this year? Yeah, they got blown out by Philly and uh, somebody else. Uh, the Green Bay. They, Green Bay, yeah. Cincinnati, Philly. Those are the only two, three teams that have beaten by more than 10 points. <laughs> and those are all, like, old, other than Philly, okayish teams. Or pretty good teams. Um, That's just kind of funny. It's like they've only been beaten by ten plus three times, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, when you're considering a one in ten in one team, I mean, yeah, eight four against the spread. So that means mm-hmm. they've probably been yeah. ten point dogs a lot. I just think, I just think they'll. I don't know if they'll win, but probably not. But I mean, ten points, give, give it to me. I, I love the Lions. I love the story. Um, they're coming off mm-hmm. a huge win. They're going to carry that momentum in. DeAndre Swift hopefully will be back next this week, and he is the best player on their offense. So if they get back that back. They didn't even have him last week, and they got the win. They get that back. They'll have some more momentum. Um, and I think the defense will play good against Teddy Bridgewater, who, um, after watching him the other night, he's a joke. He is a joke. <laughs> he throws for running backs. That's all he yeah. does. Yeah, exactly. Devontae Williams had, like, 10 catches. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. give, me the, give me the lines, plus 10, and the under. I'm going to go heavy unders, but they're all pretty low too jeez we haven't had anything above 48 under 42 and uh, the lines well, i'm i'm defending our pick in my in our my fraternity gambling crew message right now they're like oh uh, you're talking about the vikings who just lost to the lions i'm like whoa, exactly. whoa, 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 whoa. exactly i'm like yeah and they didn't exactly. have dalvin and the steelers ah. just tied to them yeah like the steelers are also yeah you know what the vikings won the game by three scores hmm Justin Jefferson is – you all know Justin Jefferson has the second most receiving yards in the league? Really? Yeah. That's nuts. Behind – Who is it? Let me guess. Most yards in the league. Oh, I, okay. I got it. It's pretty easy. Is it easy? Number one receiver. Who do you think it is, Jake? Who has the most receiving yards in the NFL? We're Sports really, really busting this right now. What's going on? Who's the number one receiver in fantasy? 
It's got to be Tyreek Hill, is it not? No, yeah. it's not Tyreek Hill. It's, who's the number one uh, receiver? Oh, is it? Is it? Is it not? Um, um. If he's number one in fantasy, Monte, he's not is it on not my Monte team. Adams? Devontae Adams is third. Dang, guys. Wow. Number one receiver. Come on. The um, best receiver. The oh, t- top receiver in fantasy. Jamar Chase. Oh, 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 um, oh, it's L.A. Um, yeah. Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup. Yeah, Cooper yeah. Cup. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Sport podcast. God damn it. Wow, Maybe. Cooper Cup is on my team. I'm sitting here saying, well, he's not on my team. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Unbelievable. Maybe edit that and make it look like it exactly. <laughs> yeah. right. Oh god! I'm here. I'm like Google, and I'm like, measure receiving yards in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, did you make your pick? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Um, yeah, but I'm gonna. I agree with a lot of the things that Garrison said. I think the look, Jared Goff was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week last week. Okay, no Ooh, and he is the winner on and off the field. If y'all saw the video, of yes, his oh yeah, them boobies were bouncing. Oh my god, and I forget who who was it that replied to it. it was like that is just so great. I want to say it was Dan Orlovsky. Dan Rappaport I don't think it was. said something was like it? this is great, and then Dan yeah. Orlovsky liked it. And Dan Orlovsky had that like article he wrote a few weeks ago talking about how hard it is to stay loyal to his wife. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, uh, I'm telling you, Jared Goff. You know, I, at one point this season, I just remember thinking, I was like, man, I feel bad for Jared Goff. I mean, he's living in Detroit, was oh, living man. in L.A. All that. After I saw that video, I was like, you know what? I think I would be able to get over it, yeah. making all that money, playing quarterback for the Lions, and banging that. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd be all right. So yeah, I mean, I look. I'm not going to repeat everything you just said again, but I, I do like the Lions. I don't think the Lions are a terrible. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going to let that get out of my mouth. I don't think the Lions. They're not the worst team in the league. Yeah, come on. I don't think the worst team in the league. I don't think they're 10 points worse than the Broncos this Sunday. I think they lose by nine at most, hopefully. Um, And give me the under 42. So she was at an SI swim shoot whenever he won the game. Like that. Maybe she <laughs> needs to not go to the rest of them. Yeah. Hmm. It's probably just yeah. yeah, probably not. I mean, you got to think this guy, yeah, he's in Detroit now. Big whoop. But I mean, look at his bank account. He's like look Blake, in his bed. It's like Blake Griffin. Yeah, maybe. Malay to Detroit. Maybe. Give me the Motor City boys right here. I, you know, I'm a big, big man Campbell guy, big Lions guy. Uh, I know they're one in 10, but they are on the uptick, fellas. Just saying. You're right. They're on the uptick. They're not they there win. yet. I'm not going to give them. I'm not going <laughs> to give the title, but they look to make it two in a row this week. They might be the hottest, the hottest team? team in football next week. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We don't know. We'll see. They got two wins in a row. Dude, dubs, I hope, they, I hope they win. I hope they win just for that. Dude, yeah. you got to think. For... Just think. Just think. If the Ravens miss the field goal, okay, just stay with me. Yeah. Ravens miss the field goal. Minnesota misses their field goal. Pittsburgh doesn't screw that, or they don't screw that game up at the very end and miss their field goal. Cleveland, they pull, score another three points. They don't, Chicago doesn't hit their field goal. I mean, we're talking about like a, they're in the graphic if they get some of these field goals. <laughs> there you go. We got a Lions, man. They're in the graphic. They should be. They're right, still not right. done either, by the way. Their playoff chances are technically not over. Yeah. <laughs> They got to have like ten games each week go their way the rest of the way out, and they got to win out. But could happen. Never know. All right, so you got everybody's on the lines. It's three straight games in a row. We're all on the same team. Yeah, what's over under? Forty-two. Oh man, 
That's brutal. It should be lower, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Give me the over. I don't know why. I'm, no, I can't do that. I'm not taking. I'm not pulling anything. I'm not doing that. No thanks. Giants at Chargers. This game. The run. Jake Fromm's running it back. Minus 10 over and at 43. But do we know who's playing quarterback for the New York Giants? Did I just hear that right? Jake Fromm. Quarterback. The New York Giants. This Sunday, L.A. Giants money line. Giants (laughs) money line. Run it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? That is awesome. Uh, All right. But other than that. Yeah, Jake Fromm is supposed to be. They say um, Mike Glenn's in concussion protocol. Daniel Jones is doubtful. With that said, um, I'm pretty sure Mike Williams is out for the Chargers. I think Keenan, Keenan Allen's on the COVID list. He uh, might be able to come back. He might, might be able, be able to. to. Eckler's also questionable. On the other side, Galladay, Shepard, and Tony also all questionable for the Giants. I really was all on the Chargers, and, and then Jake just kind of fired me up for a second. So I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm going to go with the Giants plus 10. Um, there's a lot of big spreads this week. I think as much as it is going to – I'm going to be ecstatic to watch this game, like seeing Jake Fromm actually play in the NFL. Um, as much as as a hater and all that shit in college, I want to see it happen. I think this is where he becomes the second Drew Brees maybe. You know, stink and dunk, stink and dunk, keep the team in the game, no mistakes. He probably won't throw a pick. He doesn't do that kind of stuff. Chargers are out a lot of their weapons. Chargers, like I said, one of the worst run defenses in the league. Saquon's been looking for a big game to go off. This could be it. Give me the Giants plus 10. And the, damn, I'm going to roll the unders. Under, under 43. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm going to stick with the Giants plus 10 as well. Um, I am, that absolutely fires Sorry. me up oh. that Jake Fromm's playing. Fires me up that Jake Fromm's playing. I, dude, I think, man, I think he could get it done. At least keep the ball moving against this Chargers team that has been, you know, and they looked all right last week against the Bengals, but um, outside of that, you know, they haven't looked great. So give me the Giants. I think a lot of it depends on who Franz has at his disposal. Like you said, that Tony is questionable, um, as well as some a couple other people, a couple other of his weapons. It will depend on having Saquon being good. Saquon's yeah. going. Saquon's going. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more talking about the receivers and tight ends. We need Saquon to have a you know a good game, have you know good mm-hmm. production out of him as well. Evan Ingram's been that. having some good games too lately. Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. That's it's, dude, that that's definitely a big sign for From, but it's also a good sign for the for the Giants because Evan Ingram, good lord, his hands have been so unpredictable since he's entered the league. Leg, and it, not well. Yeah. So, I mean, it might be a little bit of a, I just want to see Jake Fromm do good because I think it'd be really cool. Give me the Giants plus 10 and give me the over 43. Give me the over 43. I want to see Fromm do it really well, and I hope that he does, but I'm not but, stupid. Not an idiot. They're playing this on the West Coast. It's a home game for the Chargers. New York doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, I guess they do. Yeah. I know the Chargers aren't going to have, like, their two two of their best weapons on offense, potentially, but you got to think Justin Herbert's going to be able to play above Jake Fromm's level, you would think, right? I mean, you would hope. You would think. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert never went to a national championship. This is true. This- See, Deep Shot Podcast, we ask the questions that other podcasts are scared to ask. Yeah, that's true. It's what we're made of. You know, we're asking questions. As many DIs need to be the coach to Miami. We thought the answer was no, so did they. So, you know, Thanks. now my question is, is Jake Fromm going to win this game? My answer is no. Sorry. I don't think he covers either. Before you Sorry. last time. Give me the over. 
If you know. All right. Do you like that? Let's make it exciting. I hope Rom throws 300 here, bills. <laughs> but I think right. the Chargers are going to run it up because the Giants defense has been atrocious this year. All right. Uh, 49ers at Bengals. This game's big. Big for both teams trying to get in, stay into that wild card uh, playoff hunt. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Spread is uh, San Francisco minus one and a half over under at 48 and a half. Because here's the thing about the Bengals. It's like you just never know with the Bengals. Right? Last week I was all about them and they got stunned which means this week. Um, but the 49ers also coming off an embarrassing loss to the Seahawks. But to be fair, I think I saw where Russell Wilson's like 17-3 and three all time against the 49ers. So they never win that game anyway. Get back game for the Bengals, plus one and a half. I think, I think it's – when the Bengals are underdogs, I think that's when you take them. I think that's – I think I, – I don't know the numbers, but I, I would be willing to bet that they're pretty good when they're underdogs. So I'm going to take the Bengals here at home – 425 game on CBS, so they're going to have some spotlight on them. Um, Debo is questionable. Elijah Mitchell Mitchell is questionable. The Bengals are an up-and-down team. I think this is where they go back up. I will say I'm going to take the over because the 49ers and George Kittle have been putting up some yards and some points. So I like the over. I like Jamar Chase a lot in this game. I like Joe Mixon a lot. I like the Bengals' offense, but I also like San Francisco to fight with it, keep it close, but I'm gonna like the Bengals plus one and a half here. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna disagree a little bit on it. I do think this is a good game. I think the Bengals are, you know, they're nice, but no, 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 no. It's in. It's in Cincy. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I'm gonna go with the Chicken. Bengals. I think, huh? Chicken. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, I think it's good. <laughs> a big Jamar, Jamar and Joe game. I think they're able to beat a 49ers team that I'm not really in love with. Give me the under 48 and a half. I'm going Bengals, too. It's because San Francisco's hurt. It's pretty yeah. much it. Debo Samuel probably not going to play. Hopefully he does for my fantasy purposes. Elijah Mitchell got downgraded today to basically doubtful. Like He's still questionable, but the rumor and reporting out there is he's probably not going to go. I feel better about Cincinnati. Cincy? Played like garbage last week, turning the ball over. Still fought their way back into that game, and then had a fumble go the other way for a touchdown while they were driving, and that's pretty much the reason why they lost so badly last week. So give me Cincy. I think they're the better team. So Bills at Bucks, another big game, another big game. So this is actually going to be the one that's on four twenty-five and CBS for sure. Definitely getting the attention. Bucks minus three and a half, over under fifty-three and a half. Must win for the. Bills must win. Got to win it. Absolutely. And I'm going with them. Plus three and a half. Give me the Bills. The Bucks have looked nice. Bills have not. Um, but the Bills are also, I mean, the Bucks offense can hit you in a lot of ways. But the mm. Buc- Bills, the Bills offense has really been stepping down and they have to show up. They have to. Josh Allen has to show up. He has to perform. And I think when the pressure's on, he's going to do it. I think there's more pressure on Buffalo here. The hungrier team will probably come away with it. Three and a half, two. I'd like to think this game's within three anyway, so I like to give them the points, but I just really think the Bills have to win this game. After that Monday night game, they're going to go down, get in the warm weather. They'll be able to start slinging the ball around. I think Josh Allen throws for at least over 300 yards this game. He's got to get right. The Bucks are still a little banged up on defense. I, I just think the Bucks have also been kind of gliding a little bit these past few weeks um, after everybody was kind of giving them a little hate for losing two in a row. They've been gliding a little bit. But I think the Bills are just hungrier right now, and I think they're going to get it done. So give me the Bills plus three and a half and the over of 53 and a half. 
I think this one goes Bills. I think the Bills win this one outright. I don't even think the plus three and a half matters. I really like the Bills in this matchup for a couple reasons. Um, first off, I feel like in a lot of Tom Brady seasons, there's this late season, like not too late, but right around week 14, where they slip up, they lose a game, and then that's what propels them into the rest of the season. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that. Um, another reason on that is the Bucks basically have the playoffs locked up. You know, they're not going to lose the NFC South. They're probably going to be a you know a top seed going in there. Maybe not get the number one, but whatever. Bills need this game a lot more than the Bucks do. A lot more, especially coming off that loss to the Pats in miserable conditions, 50 to uh, 50 mile an hour winds, freezing cold. Like you said, they're going to go down to the you know the Florida weather. You know it's going to be nice. They're going to enjoy it. Josh Allen's going to love it. And they're going to come out with a win. I don't really have much doubt in that. I really think this. Is, I think this one's a good a good pick for uh for us. Um, and the over under at fifty three. Is this the highest? Yeah, it's the highest over under of the day. So I'm going to take the under under fifty three now. I don't bet against the goat. Sorry, going to keep apologizing for stuff like that because I bet on this podcast. I'm going Bucks. Um, I've been going Bucks all year. They've only burned me a couple of times. And, you know, I just feel great about what they're doing on offense. And Buffalo just looked abysmal last week, to be honest with you. And I know that's a really good group of talent up there in New England. All right. But even still, it just seems like they're, you know, Buffalo's not going to run the ball because they can't. So it's going to be up to Josh Allen to win them the entire game. Meanwhile, the Bucks are a well oiled machine on both sides of the ball. They gave up a little bit more in the past game than they probably would want. But, I mean, Still, man, you're just talking about a team that is rolling on offense. Gronk is unstoppable. He's He is a freaking polar bear in terms of the size that he presents on the field and just the way he moves around and runs around. People cannot cover him. Thingy continues to be an issue, and Bucks keep rolling. I don't. And you look at their schedule, Jake, you talk about it. Maybe that two, three-game skid was what they needed because they play they play like Carolina twice, New Orleans again, which they lost New Orleans earlier this year. You know they're not going to They won't lose to them again, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then they play the Jets. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this may be the game for them to lose if they're going to lose one of them like that, but I, I'm going buck. Over, under, give me the over. Nice. That kind of game. All right, Sunday night football, Bears at Packers. Packers on minus 12 and a half over <laughs> 43. Oh, my uh, God. Give me the Packers. <laughs> all day long shout, uh, Aaron Rodgers in week 6 told the Bears fans that he owns them and he will do it Montgomery, Goodwin, Robinson Williams, all questionable as of now for the Bears, that's even worse for them all day Pack, I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't remember what his record is, but Aaron Rodgers dominates the Bears every single time yeah. he plays them he's going to do it again, the Packers are 10-2 against the spread this year, 5-0 at home Give it to me. Sunday night football, it's, it's going to get ugly. Give me the Packers all day long. All day long. Dude, for a second, I was thinking when you said 12 and a half, I was like, I mean, I got to go Bears here, but I can't. I got to go Packers. Um, like you said, dude, Aaron Rodgers literally owns Chicago, owns the Bears as a franchise. Justin Fields stands no chance. I guess I'll take that Packers minus 12 and a half in the over. I see Aaron just having hell of a game. In Lambeau, yeah. It's going to be a bad one. It's going to be disgusting. It would be the best word I'd describe it as. Bears, yeah, I think Justin Fields is back this week. He is. Don't matter. 
I don't think <laughs> it matters. Uh, the Packers going to roll. They might be the best team other than the Cardinals. I mean, those are your two probably best teams in the NFC. Packers been covering all year long and dominating teams as they should. Let them keep doing it. 12.5 is a big spread, but they're a better team. Packers are 10-2 and two against the spread this year. So I'm always going to roll with the green, green men, the green mean machine. Green machine. Monday night, last game on the card. The big game Rams on the card. At, Rams at Cardinals. Cardinals are minus two and a half, over under at 51 and a half. All signs point to the Cardinals. All signs. Mm-hmm. They are nine mm-hmm. and three against the spread this year. The last time they played the Rams this year, they dominated them in L.A. Probably the better team. It don't matter. Rams, money line. Plus two and a half. It's the division game. The Rams have got to win. They've got to win to stay in close, try to win this NFC West because the Cardinals will not slow down. Monday night, we see crazy things on Monday night. We always do. It never disappoints. I mean, the last Monday night game, we saw a quarterback through three times. Matt Stafford has got to wake up. Look, he's been getting ratted on a lot. He had those three straight game of pick sixes. The guy still has 30 touchdowns this year. 30 touchdowns. I feel like the Cardinals have been winning games more with their defense than their offense. Throwing it out there. I like the Rams. I really do. They they got smacked by the Cardinals earlier this year. It's a wake-up game. Prime time. Sean McVay. Cliff Kingsbury. I like it. I just There's something about it. There's something about it. it. All signs point to go to Cardinals. And as you know, Portnoy says, man in the suit. Plus two and a half. Over 51 and a half. I don't hate the pick, Garrison. I don't. I don't. Um, I think that the Rams are due to wake up here at some point. They have too much talent on that roster. But I am going to side with the Cardinals. Um, I think the Cardinals have I, – I kept on waiting for a time that the Cardinals are going to slip up um, and lose a couple games here and there. But um, they really haven't. Um, they keep on, you know – Keep on proving themselves as one of the top teams in the NFL, especially you know, last week they were able to handle themselves the Bears. They were to handle the Seahawks. A couple weeks before that, beat the 49ers pretty good. They kept it close to the Packers. There's the last four or five games for them, um, you know, not counting that loss they had to the Panthers, which they didn't have Kyler or D-Hop. They're back to fully healthy this time. Don't think that the Rams are going to have enough. I, th- I think the Cardinals are able to cover two and a half, especially going back to when you were saying the last time they played, let me get the score for that one. It was 37 to 20 Cardinals, and it really wasn't even that close. I'm pretty sure the Rams scored there at the end of the court within 17. I don't think enough has changed with either one of those squads in favor of the Rams to make a significant change in that score. The Rams have been sliding. The Cardinals have been, have been boosted up. I think they win this game. I think they cover two and a half. 51 and a half seems a little high. But I'm still thinking it goes. I'm gonna take the over. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. This is a it tough is one. a tough one. The main reason why it's tough is there's a McVeigh effect to this game. You know, it seems like Arizona has definitely been the better team all year long. I mean, their record says that they were winning damn games whenever they didn't have their somewhat MVP of a caliber quarterback. I guess is what you would describe it as. Give me the Rams. I, I can't see them losing twice to the same opponent in a year. I I, I just don't expect that to be something that's gonna go on. Stafford still say what you want, just like Jake said. Yeah, he had a bad three-game slide, and they lost all three games. But when he plays good, they play good. I'm just a little nervous about this because the Rams' record here is of late. I mean, they haven't beat a good team in a long time. And the only good team – the last time they beat a good team was Tampa. And yeah. that feels like forever ago. Week three. <laughs> yeah, but they won the week three Super Bowl. 
That hasn't done much sense. <sighs> mm, man, that's that's brutal. It's just to me, Arizona is definitely the better team, but the Rams just they got to win it, and it's a night game. Give me the Rams. I'm selling myself on. I'm not going to talk myself out of it. Give me the Rams. Hopefully, they don't turn the ball over and under under fifty one and a half. All right, real quick, Army Navy, Army minus seven over under thirty four and a half. Just, you don't mm. don't research anything. Just give me a pick. Give me Army Navy. is eight and three. Navy's three and eight. Navy's three and eight. Mm-hmm. Give me Army. You shouldn't have told him nothing. <laughs> give me give me Army. Give me Army. Give me, give me Navy. Anything can happen. Navy plus seven and the. Uh, under 34 and a half. I mean, if it's that low, I go down. Shout low. out the troops. That's all I'm going to say. Shout out the troops. Deep shot sports for the troops. All right. Last. I'll, go over, I'll go over as well. Army for me. Give me Army. I'm on the Navy train. Shout out Chris Cookman, Navy veteran. Hey, before we get to this little post game uh, talk, a couple things I want to run out before we just get to this raunchy topic we're about to go. <laughs> NCAA is coming back in 2023. Yep. Saw that. The game, dude. We just heard. Do you believe this the hype? Do you believe the hype? That's my question. It. Like, well, I'm they just... announced it a while ago, almost a year ago. Now they announced that it was coming back, mm-hmm. and then they just now today they're putting a time frame on it. I mean, it seems that's another year and a half of waiting, which I don't understand. I'm... Like, I don't understand how there hasn't been somebody just in the works making the video game like ready to go, <laughs> like. I hope it's good. If they if they roll out some Madden shit, oh my god, it's gonna be so disappointing. Yeah, it's gonna be horrible. It's got to be completely different from Madden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gotta have just I, different. I need game to be able to run backwards and be able to launch the ball eighty yards downfield while I'm running. Correct. Do some crazy Correct. ass shit. Yeah, absolutely. That's it's got to be a fee, a, a star feature of the game. Just being able to just make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna get my hopes up until like, I can actually see like a trailer for the game come out. And yeah. then at that point, I'll be like, "Oh shit, it's real. Let's go." All right, one more thing. I just want to throw this out there for y'all um, on the the draft board that McVeigh or Mc McJay comes out with. Um, Jordan Davis is not the first overall D tackle. I just want to see y'all's reaction to that shit. A little bit of an overreaction from uh, SC Championship, I would say. I mean, he's the biggest motherfucker out there, dude. I mean, damn, all year. It literally, if Georgia wins the SC Championship game, Jordan Davis is in New York this weekend. Like, no doubt about it. I think so, too. He's not even in the top 25 of um, prospects next year. What? What? He's not. The guy ahead of him is 11th, and Kobe Dean is the highest Georgia player Whatever. at 12. Crazy. This is make, this is make Shades thing? He, no, this is Kuiper, actually. Ah, oh, well, there we go. Yeah, fuck I wonder what McShay is, or like, yeah, I gotta go look that up now. We gotta find these McShay rankings. Me and Caleb have had many hatreds of Mel Kuyper's draft. Yeah, Mel Kuyper is a is a dickhead. Oh, if y'all want to talk about something else while I'm looking this up, uh, Pat McAfee got paid today, like big time. I saw that he uh, got like thirty million a year from Fanduel. Yeah, dude. What? Yeah, yeah. Is he leaving Barcelona? No, he's left Barstool he forever. Ago. Yeah, he's been without Barstool. He's Pat been Mac- independent for a while. Yeah, Pat McAfee has his own show. I, th- mm-hmm. I thought that show was – is it not affiliated with Barstool in any way? No, uh, it's been a uh, – That's when he left Barstool. That's what he started to do. Who is it affiliated with? Been, I think it was it, already affiliated with FanDuel. It was FanDuel was the, was the somewhat sponsor, but it wasn't like what they are now. Yeah, they just like bought them though now. Like FanDuel Basically. $30 million, $30 million a year. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, that's like crazy. Dan Levitard has DraftKings at like 50. DraftKings watched Dan, Dan Levitard for 50. I cannot stand Dan Levitard anymore. I Look, used to like, back in the day. Like, man, like I used to love Holly Questionable and everything. I still, I still kind of do like Holly Questionable. Not it's, it's not a show anymore. Yeah, they, they just, they uh, dissolved it whenever they shuffled up ESPN last time. Whenever Maria Taylor yeah, left or whatever. Yeah, Max, Max Kellerman took that show. And they Which moved also, him by from the way, let's talk about that. Have y'all seen Max Kellerman's show? No, I don't have cable. Don't really it is literally just a two o'clock version of Get Up. It's literally all it is. Like Max Kellerman trying to like it's literally just him doing everything Greenberg set does in the same studio. My, Max Kellerman does not need to host a sports show though. I'll tell you that. He's just not he's so lame. Dude, he was fine. Dude, that's the thing, bro. Is everybody wanna act like he was so bad at first take? And I mean I'm not trying to act like Kellerman which is coming out here with just the crazy accurate takes all the time. But he was no worse than Stephen A. Stephen A says the most outrageous shit. And then it would just get retweeted and like hoo because he says damn and hell in his takes. He's like, oh, yeah. hell, this is the, I'm tired of these damn, boom. And he gets 40,000 retweets and they're like, look at this man preaching every, every time. Um, I found McShay's uh, big board. Jordan Davis is 22. Trayvon Walker is 23. Found that being somebody had Trayvon Walker in top ten. Yeah, I saw saw that too. Malik Willis is twenty four. In case y'all were curious where he was at. All right, let's get into the last segment. Do y'all still want to do it? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. All right, so the would you segment. We'll do this. uh, I guess every 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 week. Why not the would you segment? First one, Jake. So before the uh, the topic, before we started the show, we were just you know just talking about some things. I follow Bella Danger on Instagram. If you don't know who Bella Danger is, she is mm-hmm. a adult film star. Star. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I look, dude, I'm very attracted to her. I think she's beautiful. I really do. And, you know, I just saw, you know, an erotic picture of her. And I was like, whew, man, she's hot. Said that out loud. And the garrison replied. And it's like, dude, I mean, when she was in Atlanta for the World Series, I was, you know, barely, you were just like right there close to her. You didn't even realize it. And then Garrison tells a story about how he wanted to get a picture with her or one of his friends wanted to get a picture with her. And um, her boyfriend uh, got all pissed off, started like pushing back, said, hey, man, you're not taking a picture with my girl, whatever. So then that raised the question. Would you date a porn star? So I'll let y'all start talking out. I've. I think I've got my answer, um, <laughs> but I'll let y'all start. There's a lot of variables to this. Though. There's like, a what ton kind of, of variables. Kind of yeah, like how, so many. What category is she? See, here's yeah. so that, that's what I was <laughs> asked what I was going through first. If it was Bella, I'm God. Even with her, I don't know. I'm gonna say yes with her because I really am so attracted to her. I think she is so hot. Um, huh? But the question is just: Would you, in general, date one? I'm talking, so that's the thing. I don't know if I, if you could just throw in general, I don't know <laughs> if I could say yes. Because if you're talking top tier, you know, like a. Yeah, but if like she's a, just on that amateur Alco, playlist. Like Texas. Yeah. Um, Bella. Alexis, Texas, is Alexis Texas still top, t- top tier? Uh, in my heart, she is. Would you date <laughs> a name brand porn star? Yeah, name brand, I think I would. Because that's a flex, hmm. bro. 
It really it is. is a flex. Yeah, what not? are you gonna do? What are you gonna do whenever somebody's trying to take a picture with your girl in the bar? Well, well I mean, come I'll on. Let them take the, a picture. Yeah, if the pussy's out there on the internet already, you know what's uh, what's a picture gonna do? Yeah, what's the picture gonna do to really like fuck things up? Yeah, like I've already accepted that other dudes can put it inside her on film, and and that's the thing. In. Yeah, it's like so a if, Bella, if somebody wants still to just take a picture movies. of her face. Okay, that's not the worst thing. Yeah, I mean, Bella is still yeah. making videos. Like, you're you're gonna be okay with her just getting piped down the street, <laughs> coming home, and you kissing her, and then yeah. <laughs> that night you go out, and then you know, a theta guy. She's got a picture. She's got a shift the next morning at nine in the morning. Yeah. For a little, mm, you're shift. just getting pissed about the guy taking the pic. So would you? I mean, I I I, I would. Name I brand? I'm going to go yes with name brand. Anything below that, no. Like, I saw this. There was this TikTok series that I saw. I mean, hell, it's probably been close to a year ago, maybe about nine months, um, of this one guy. He would set up, like, a camera. as He was picking his girlfriend up, like, and she was a low-level porn star, low-level. And he would pick her up at the studio, and she would come in there, and she would toss, like, oh, my God, my back hurts. He was just so big. He was pounding me. And then I was like, how is that guy doing that? Like, that is a soldier right there, and he is stronger than I am. You gonna live with him? <laughs> there's you no gonna live way. There's you no way I would be able to. No, no, there's no way I'd be able to, unless that girl is bringing in millions. Okay, well, you know she's bringing in the cheddar. I mean, it's just a job, dude. I'm okay, but that's not. I don't know. I'm not. Oh, I guess I'm. Now, look now, the next next porn star video you'll see would you date a podcaster yeah and abella will mm -hmm. be like yeah if he's like six two has a beard uh green eyes from georgia lives in jacksonville <laughs> and i'm like whoa look jake I'm is here. she has a type according to her videos and the guy she's dating right now just yeah. saying hey look dude if you do enough scrolling you'll find something yes <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Caleb, we haven't got an answer from you, bro. Yeah, would you? Um, my answer would be no. There's literally like one condition that I would be able to do, and I'm not, uh, you know. She retired? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. What's the condition? You, you can cut her if you want to. She'd have to be an animal porn star because the pussy's mine. I can't do that. <laughs> no way. Uh, you know, Caleb, I respect the fuck no out of that answer. That was nice. that that's, is, good. that's a good condition. That's a good condition. If she's an animal, she can go for it. You can see her naked, but I can't not have... she got to have some walls, bro. And I know, like, you know, <laughs> still, bro. Like, I'm going to go back on my phone and see somebody tweeted out a picture of my girl getting <laughs> blasted by this dude. Come on. Okay, I'm just saying, like, there's, like, a list of probably three or four that I would, and then outside of that, I probably wouldn't. But for the sake of the answer, I'm going to go with yes. But it's really, like, those four up there that I, I think I would, but outside of that, it gets a little – the water gets choppy. You think you'd get mad, though? Like, if your girl was, like, like that, you think you'd be mad like he was? If, like, every I wonder if all the girls are really like that, you know? Or if some of them just like, it's work. I feel yeah. like they are. I feel. I feel like they have to be. I that. feel like they get so. It's like a persona, right? Yeah. Like they already especially have like, fake especially anyway. like the older women that have been doing it for so long. You know, it's just like, oh, I gotta show up and do it. Like when, like, uh, 
When like uh, Lisa Ann shows, like I've seen videos of Lisa Ann, like you know she doesn't do it anymore, but I've seen videos of her like at barstool and shit, just like walking around and her just you know, seems like just a regular chick, you know. Kind of iconic though, you know. Yeah. But just Bella's still in her freaking prime though, man. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that was a hell of episode fifty-one, right before a whole year. We get it juicy. All right. Hope everybody tells the picks. Shout out Tony, who always fades and probably always misses. Oh, yeah. Actually, Tony took uh, Vikes tonight. Uh oh. Did he? Took the Vikes. Yeah, Did he took he? the Vikes. Nice. Shout out How about Tony. That? All right. Okay. Deep Shot Podcast, episode 51. Signing out. See you later.